0: Good morning. My name is Malachi. It's Friday night and I'm here as always with Hollywood Hollywood Fletch Hollywood Hollywood Fletch How's it going Hollywood Fletch? I feel like shit. That's not the attitude to have. Why are
1: you going out getting drunk on a Thursday anyway? Because I'm not like you. (laughs) I'm not like you people. Mm. I drink on a Thursday.
0: Fletcher we've had two slices of indie horror sent to us. This week.
1: I know I'm bored now.
0: Don't say that because we've got a fucking pot. We're literally resting our uh, recording equipment on a pile of DVDs we've got to watch. I'm so hungover. That that doesn't matter. So, what two films, tasty chunks of indie treats have we had today, Fletch, delivered to us via the interweb? To start with, we did.
1: You're gonna love this. Day of the Stranger. Day
0: of the Stranger. There's a lot of indie horror films around. A lot of indie filmmakers and it seems to be, horror seems to be the uh, the go-to to start. A lot of people start doing that. These guys spent six years making a guerrilla filmed acid western. Acid Western. Acid Western. You, what's that? It's a fucking crazy, tripped out cowboy movie. It, <laughs> and that's it. It's a psychedelic fucking nightmare. I loved it.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So, Acid Westerns. So, for those unfamiliar, the Acid Western is was quite a short lived sub genre of the Western that was around in like the sixties. And as the name suggests, it's it's a psychedelic slant on the western. Yeah. Which is uh, which is an instantly recognisable cultural icon in the states. Yeah. But with the sixties counterculture surreal psychedelic vibe to it. Think Easy Riders, but on horses. Easy. Riders. Yeah. But she, I mean, it is think a Easy bit like... Rider, but on horses.
0: I mean, that's that, that's that's it. We talk a lot on this podcast, on these Friday night shows, about pastiche. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we got here. There's someone there, very much like last week when we had Ice Scream at the Beach, someone spending a lot of time on the production. This has got a very similar sort of feel with the look of it. It feels warm, oversaturated, crackly film like it would do in, a, in an Italian Western. Ooh. Yeah. Also, the, the soundtrack to this film, I absolutely loved it. I'm a big fan of like the works of Morricone. And this is uh, very, very similar. It's got the sounds. It, it's like the the fuzz, the the fuzz pedals, the delay pedals, the the sound of bicycle bells is what I noticed in there as well. The sound of clockwork. It's all that sort of stuff, but mixed with a deep Italian synth underneath it. It's almost with with threads of drone music to it as well. Almost like Godspeed You Black Emperor.
1: I would say the soundtrack slaps. Yeah.
0: yeah. sorry <laughs> Could you tell that I... uh, You built the soundtrack to this. I I like the soundtrack there and I, uh, yeah, really did. Can you get it? I don't know. I was going to ask, can we have it? (laughs) Can (laughs) Can we have it? Can we have it? Can you get it? Can you get it? Let's find out. Yeah, because we'll want it. It's really good. And I was quite stoned when I watched it as
1: well. Not that that really matters. We've not even talked about what the film's about. Well, what is it about? (laughs) Well, it's about a bounty hunter who... After a after one of his jobs goes awry and his horse is killed, he's left for dead in the desert. And then he somehow wakes up at home not knowing how he got there. He's then sent out on another job to fetch this mysterious stranger. Who's been living and waiting in the hills for he's been waiting there for years for him to come. <laughs> and then the stranger kind of leads him, Virgil-like, into this psychedelic journey into his own mind
0: yes it is what we would like to describe as an introspective nightmare a man tripping on a hill with another man it's a very very ambitious project you can say that for for especially for any film let alone a uh, UK based indie production
1: yeah, it's British
0: yeah it's British it's filmed in uh, across the Midlands and Wales and bits of it were filmed in Morocco I believe Midlands represent yeah <laughs> six years yes they've been making this fit they made this film over the course of six years they've had all sorts of budgetary problems as you can imagine doing it in the same sort of back backyard style that you would usually do a cheap straight to video slasher in the 80s but they've done a western
1: that is pretty ambitious yeah, isn't yeah yeah it is because the western is such an easily recognizable genre that's why it's all the more fun to to subvert it exactly like for instance if you watch westerns they're all about you know, if you, if you watch like a Sergio Leone film, it's all about these epic journeys through expansive wilderness. Yeah. Whereas we, here we've got a film where the journey is inwards. And I was thinking about why would you do an acid western now? I, I did wonder how relevant it would be to do a film like that now in 2020. Mm. But then I thought if you think about films like, I mean, one, of the, one of the most well-known acid westerns that a lot of people recognise is Dead Man right. with Johnny Depp. In part, that film sought to critique capitalism, which is a really vital message to have now more than ever. And here we've got a film about a guy who, through the necessity of money, it drives him to do things that erode his sanity. And I think that's a really, really relevant thing. Yeah. Farrowwood, the main character. Yeah. He feels infected with violence. It kind of spills out of him, like when he's at home with his wife. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's where, that's where the film really starts to lean into a horror aspect as well. It's like a fucking roller coaster. this film as
0: well. It's up and down, and then, like I say, the last sort of 45 minutes to an hour of this
1: film are just bonkers. It's, it's really beautifully paced as well. So yeah. when it reaches that crescendo, yeah. it's really almost overwhelming, and it's great the way they've done it.
0: It's almost akin to something like, I don't know if you're familiar with the drone stuff I mentioned earlier on, but like spiritualize something like that, where it's just one long thing that builds, or, mm-hmm, or drone mm-hmm. stuff like the Hiata- like Hayatari. Hayatari's first album is basically
1: one note. It does seem to rage and surge through the film.
0: Yeah, especially how the, the visuals and the sound complement each other so well at the end of the film, because those visuals, not saying that there's anything wrong with that at all, but without that soundtrack...
1: It would have been a hundred times different, do you know what I mean? Well, that's just a sign of a good film. Yeah. All of its uh, all of yeah. its parts complement each other. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that's a definite watch. You can actually see this one in the cinema at Derby Quad
0: at their Para Cinema Festival that's coming up later in the year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
1: We're going to be there. We're
0: going to be there. We're going to go take a load of acid and watch that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Are we
1: really? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> now... Watch Day of the Stranger, also, whilst you're at it, maybe have a little trip through the acid western in general, watch some more, you know, get yeah. into it. If you're yeah, not familiar I mean, with the genre, definitely take a look. We got sent another film as well, didn't we, Fletch? We did. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. The only light for miles around and the power goes off. Well, at least it's a full moon. It's called The Snarling. The Snarling. Any info on The Snarling? The snarling is a British werewolf film. Mm-hmm. A film production is taking place in rural England. They're filming a zombie film, but werewolf attacks start happening in the area, and three friends who are on the set find themselves embroiled in werewolf mystery- Whilst two homophobic policemen are on their tail. Yeah,
0: that's a nutshell. The start of this film it starts off with basically the start, the same start as the American Wealth in London, with a nod to American Wealth in London.
1: Oh yeah, there's so many nods to that film in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things about this film. <laughs> you know, like wolf scarves and things like that. I'll be honest, I can't get too excited. I can't get too excited
1: about it. I mean, it had a really strong start. The first act was. What Was making me laugh when I was uh, I was enjoying the the chemistry between the protagonists. Mm. I thought they I thought they worked together really well. You know the, the jokes that they made landed. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. But then like in the second act, the film tend, the film just seems to focus on these two bumbling policemen.
0: Yeah, aren't
1: very funny. Yeah, and it focuses too much on them because they don't have the same chemistry, and and the jokes aren't as funny. No. They're not. It's like they had two different writers writing these two different story arcs. It was so weird. Also, they were both really homophobic.
0: Yeah, there's no need to constantly call people benders. The first time, maybe, yeah, you're trying to de- depict some pub douche dickheads. Some backwards. Yeah, but you don't have to keep doing it <laughs> constantly.
1: I I feel like the film intended to depict these as bad people and just backwards people out in rural England. But the thing is, if you don't have that stand-in for the audience there, I don't know, to just depict them as bad... A normal person... Then you just you come mean. across like you're just gay-bashing.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. I found this film quite offensive.
1: <laughs> I think it really, really let the film down, if I'm honest, because I was enjoying it up until that point. It felt, uh, it felt like a real British horror. British horror comedies are normally really good, and I really love the genre... But don't call people benders.
0: No, it's offensive. That's it. It is. It's just It is. It's just offensive if you just keep doing it. You want to leave it at that? I leave it at that because otherwise I'll start shouting again. But yeah, so it's available on Amazon. But it's the guy from The Office who did it in the end. And they constantly gay bash, so don't watch it. Other things I wanted to mention before we go, I've been listening to some new podcasts, and they, they've been communicating with us. The social network, Fletch, they've been communicating. Yeah, we communicate by the social media. I'm being social. You make it sound like you were doing a séance. Well, to me, it basically is communicate. Just you put things out there, and then I'm getting voices from America. And those voices from America come in the lovely form of uh, Laser Graves. You can you can catch those guys on Spotify in the same place as you can get all of that stuff. That's such a cool name. It is. They concentrate on the 80s. Why is our name not that cool? All right, mate. What's it called? Laser Graves. Laser Graves.
1: Ching, ching, ching. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, you can get that on Spotify. It's fucking great. Shall we change the name to... of the podcast? No, we can't. And the other one that I want to mention is a podcast called Girl Crush. And that is about those two girls that what they're doing. Are, they are rating every Jennifer Aniston film from start to finish. Me? I'm totally addicted
1: to it. Are they doing Mac and Me?
0: They've done it! They've, they've done Mac, Mac and Me! <laughs> they've done it, are. And <laughs> Leprechaun!
1: <laughs> uh, don't, don't forget,
0: don't be a homophobe. Go to the cinema, buy some films, join us on Tuesday. See you later.